Because you have to go one step at a time, right? Like you have to understand what you want and how willing far you're willing to push. Until you don't talk to your parents, you're not going to know whether you're going to be like, well, my parents will never understand. I'm going to walk away. Nobody makes that decision right off the bat. It's going to be after you sit there, argue, let them argue with you, let them get it out a couple of months later. Then you kind of, you know, you, you kind of have to take it one step at a time. I think you yourself, like even for me, the more my parents push, the more I was like, okay. We're going to sit here a little bit longer and we're going to do this. And if you want to yeah. yell, I'm going to yell back. And some days I'd be so tired of yelling. I'm like, just let me have it. Come on, let's yeah. go, you know? So it just depends on where your mindset is because you can't ever make that decision right off the bat. And you, and I, and, and I know because if you are an anxious person, sometimes you're already trying to pre-plan mm-hmm. like which way you're yeah. going to go. You can't, you, there's no way around it. You just have to start from step one and see where it goes mm-hmm. and see until you're fed up with step two, where you want to go, you know? So I think it just has to be in phases. So you can't plan, I think. Yeah. Yeah, There's no way to really predict how anyone's going to react, including yourself. Like you could be one of those people who's like, you know what, if they don't accept it, I'm just going to like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just leave. I'll do whatever I want. And it's like, it's easy to say that until you're there and in that moment. And like, there is a certain level of like, you have to hear it from your parents, whatever that may be, whether that be their fears you know, the anxieties that they have or just the full on being angry because it's just, you know, like you said, part of the process. And of course, like if it becomes emotionally abusive, physically Mm -hmm. abusive, like that's a whole other gambit and we need like professional help at that point. But definitely knowing that, yeah, you have to take it one step at a time. And you have to do your research. You have to do, like, you have to know what your parents are going to ask. Usually those are the big predominant questions. If you're just sitting there like, oh, I don't know, you know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really help your case. So, like, you kind of have to have an understanding of, and be on the same page, too. Like, yeah. I, I would say I would have loved my parents to meet him beforehand. But even if they had, they would have seen we were on the same page. That might help solidify things. But even if they never get to meet him, you have to know where you stand about all of those issues. So, you know, premarital counseling is not super expensive. It is a really great way to kind of get you to the point where you have all your eggs in one basket and you can present them properly to somebody. So if that's, if that kind of helps you that that's worth looking into no stigma, no problems attached to it. I think Mm -hmm. like, I think it's something I I highly recommend to everybody, even if you're fine, even if Mm -hmm. you're perfectly fine where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like you guys did and how Mike and I just like had, you have to have all those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to cover your bases, like talking about the future, possibly kids if you want them. Do you guys mm-hmm. want kids? How are you going to raise that? How, what, how important is things like religion yeah. to mm-hmm. you guys or yeah. your families or your community, your values? Yeah. Um, that's what it comes down to. And if you, yeah. if the two of you aren't on the same page, then yeah, you, that's a whole it other. Yeah. It doesn't really work. It's like, I think uh, the best way I could put it is a lot of my coworkers even said to me, you know, like, and they're, they're all white. None of them are Indian. They were like, you know, marriage is hard enough. Like they would be like trying to explain to me, like when I'm like sobbing my eyeballs out at work, they're like, you know, marriage is hard enough. Your parents are just coming from the fact that if marriage is hard enough and now you're adding two cultures, two religions in, they want to be sure you're fine. And, and with that being part of it, I think also understanding that when when you are able to articulate that without being emotional, like I always had to tell myself, 
and this is also like I love my uncle. We're at a, we're at a very complicated phase of our relationship. I love him to pieces, but he's like the first one who gets mad loses. <laughs> You know, and the first one to cry probably is not going to get their point across. So, like, until you can say that with your own solidification, I think it's very hard for your because if your parents have seen you since you were a kid. I want this. I want to do that. You know, so like until your parents can see it's a concrete thing, I, I don't think that they can get past it. I think their job is to question you to the point where is this person going to break or is this going to be yeah. something they want to do? Mm-hmm. And I feel like our parents generation has very little faith in us <laughs> in terms of like doing stuff like even with things like moving out like my mom just thought I would never be able to handle it like without a husband and how is she gonna move out like who's gonna take care of her blah 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 I literally was like I'm just gonna do it and it kind of hit a point where like I didn't even ask her and I just went and did it like I Mm -hmm. I like got you know I got an apartment I signed the lease I got the keys I got renter's insurance I did all of it all by myself didn't tell her until the day I got the key and I sent her a little picture and I was like got an apartment mm-hmm. and she, you know she was just like what yeah but yeah. it's yeah. like you just yeah. have to like show them that it's possible right 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 because they just need to see you're gonna be okay you know the first couple of weeks yeah. I think are like tougher everybody when your kid goes away and they move away you know and then they're, they're worried then they're like oh kids sing out to like four and they're fine the next day you know <laughs> yeah yeah, it's not their ideal, but they can learn to understand that, like, it will be okay. Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 We got to, I think we have to be kind of like the models for our parents. Right. Right. So. And I think once they see you're okay, that's why, like, your younger siblings and cousins will be like, thank you, Deisha. You know, because, like, at, at the end of the day, they just have to see you're going to be fine. And when they're fine, they're like, okay, tell us, okay. You know, maybe, maybe next time it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Cause like usually like in most, like not most families, but in a lot of families, like your parents are the example, right? Like you mm-hmm. want to be like your parents, like you see their relationship and you see like what a marriage can be or whatever. But like in our culture, like it's almost like the opposite because yeah. like of the whole arranged yeah. marriage system and like the patriarchy mm-hmm. and all these things. It's like, we weren't even raised like really seeing a relationship yeah. between yeah. our parents. Yeah. Like yeah. some days I'm like, do you guys even like each other? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Job, right? yeah, like the affection. <laughs> yeah. It's like a day to day job. Like, yeah. Like, have, like this is an like, agreement society. that we, yeah, yeah. It's a societal job yeah. that we're doing right now. So no. And at the end of the day, I feel like all the guys, I think that have to kind of deal with this idea of, maybe interracial or interfaith, I think it's important that you, you know, from my end, it's like you go in, like marriage is such a, it's a societal thing at the end of the day, right? I mean, you have to get married to kind of get these benefits, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, for me, it was just, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm here until like 50. I mean, at 51, I might say, no, let's kind of get married now. But that's the idea that you kind of have to go in with in that situation. Like, you don't have to push it because at the end of the day, the person who's going to suffer more if you push it is not going to be – it's going to be you because I always thought about it where what if I told her I was like, let's just elope. Why are we not just like leaving and just getting married? Like, why can't we do that? Or I would always think about these things. But in my head, it would always come back with, well, if I do that. And then she doesn't have a family because she did that or she gets disowned. It's probably on me because I was the one who technically forced it. So in a real way, you just want to let it play out, right? You want to – you're there no matter what. Like I, I'm committed to this woman 100%. I love her. This is what I want to do. And this is who I want to be with. You know. And at the end of the day, 
once you have that as a priority, you don't even think about like I didn't think about marriage until like three months before, like her mom said, go get married. And I was like, all right, you know, I guess we'll get married now. This is awesome. Like, I'm glad it's kind of moving forward. So you think of it as a shock, like you're getting married in three months. But at the same time, you're like, well, sooner than I expected, which was 50. Yeah. So Wait, isn't this what we were fighting for to like right. get everyone right. on board? Yeah, right. Exactly. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. But what will people say? We'll be back this fall with brand new episodes. But until then, enjoy some of our best moments. And I'll see you again next week. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Thank you.